The Modern Marinex podcast is a blend of four personalities openly expressing things you might not have had the chance to, yet. Through intentional and authentic conversations, they unravel the complexities of life as a modern Marinex. Welcome to the Modern Marinex podcast, where the only thing that is closed is our legs. Possible side effects from listening to this podcast are feelings of warmth, enrichment, elevation, inclusion, validation, gratitude, relief, wisdom, openness, positivity, radiance, inspiration, comfort, groundness, wellness, and empowerment. Consume at your own risk. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Modern Marinex podcast. I'm Dree. I'm Jamie. I'm Shay. And I'm Steph. And we are so happy to have you here with us. Today, we are here to talk about what it means to be selfish, what it looks like, what it feels like, and how we practice selfishness. Before we get into it, please rate our podcast and share it with anyone you think would enjoy and or benefit from our conversations. Also, follow us at Modern Marinex on Instagram if you don't already. We always love engaging with you all and seeing what you have to say. All right, so to kick things off, let's go around and start with what does the word selfish mean to you? So I think when I hear the word selfish, I feel like it's easy to have two feelings towards it. Like a negative connotation has always been part of like hearing selfish. But for me personally, I feel like in the correct context, it means just choosing wisely who you spend and give your energy to. And being able to ask yourself like, is this important to me? Um, because at the end of the day, like you don't want too much stress in your life. I feel like that at this age, you kind of want to eliminate any kind of stressors that you don't need to be there. So I think just thinking of those two questions and how do I want to have that energy around me um, garners like being selfish for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, for me, I think that being selfish is an act of prioritizing your needs and yourself as a non-negotiable. So really being proactive in maintaining boundaries and communicating those boundaries um, because you just want positivity around you um, at all times. And I know it's hard, but um, I think that it's really important to be selfish, especially um, during the times when you feel like you're over, um, like compromising yourself and like, um, overextending your efforts and everything like that, it's okay Mm -hmm. to step back and be a little bit more selfish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, it is just being selfish is just doing what me, myself and I will find fulfilling. Like it's all about me. (laughs) Kind of like all about me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you know, she was selfish for good reason. So that's what being selfish is to me. Yep. And for me, it means doing things that will mainly benefit me without taking others, their thoughts or opinions into account. How has the meaning of the word selfish changed throughout your life and why? I think the meaning has changed just because at an early age, I think hearing the word selfish is very negative. Um, I think also being in a very collectivist culture, like Filipino, Latino, like, and all those kind of other cultures, you're really ingrained to think, like, you can't be selfish, like, you shouldn't be selfish at all, Um, and you always have to think of, like, what benefits them and what benefits others before yourself, 
So I feel like that's how I always thought of it until recently. I feel like I finally found how to be more selfish. Is it something that I like? Is it something that I don't like? Um, and try to think like what is best for me and like do this for you, you know, like um, for all those listeners. Um, so I think it's changed to more of like a positive connotation and something that is necessary. Um, and I don't think I would have ever thought that if it weren't for just adulting <laughs> and your time being very precious at this moment. Yeah, I think like me, um, like Jamie, I grew up thinking that the word selfish was something so bad. Like I should never be selfish. I should always think about um, others, like my siblings, and put their needs and wants before my own. Um, and that just, and not just that, but I think that media um, really played a big role in what my perceived, um, what I perceived as selfishness and when it came to like women being portrayed as like a boss um like somebody that's super independent oftentimes she's portrayed as being selfish and like something somebody really cold and not thinking about other people but I think that it's really changed into um something that I kind of want to achieve a little bit in my life not to be like cold but to be like a little bit more um like proactive in putting myself first and my needs first because if I don't um serve myself nobody else will Ooh, that's a good one yeah being selfish I feel like as a Filipino American we are taught you know you can't be selfish there's no way like you have to look out for your family you have to look out for those around you like serve your community not yourself it's like your last on the list of priorities I have an older brother and I'm the middle child and then I have a younger sister. So being both a younger sister and an older sister, I would definitely see like the parallels between you need to tend for those around you. And it's like, wait, but why is my brother, like why is Kuyang able to just do this and I can't? Like that doesn't make sense. Like just seeing the disparity between me being a woman in the family and him being a male in the family, like we're expected to continuously serve those around us. We're not expected to be selfish and do what we want. I started to notice like growing up, like, you know, I need to start doing what's best for me. Like, what about me? <laughs> Especially being the middle child, like middle child syndrome is very real. <laughs> like I need to start fending for myself because otherwise I'm like forgotten. Like they're like, oh, she's chilling. <laughs> so being selfish has definitely changed. Jamie and Shay, you guys are the oldest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then yeah. Steph you're a middle child and then I'm the youngest so I think it'd be interesting wow. to pay attention Ooh. to how we all <laughs> see selfishness differently but um so before I used to think of selfish as like a character trait but now I think of it more as like a description for an action like I used like I feel that being selfish should be normalized and I think we're at that age where it is now thankfully um so I like to think of Selfish acts, not so much selfish people because of that negative connotation that the word selfish has. Um, again, like Jamie and like everybody else, it used to have a very negative connotation for me. But now I feel that engaging in selfish acts are basically a necessity and I think we can all agree on that. 
I feel that it's changed simply because I realized that I wasn't feeling fulfilled in my life by always worrying about others and how my actions would affect them, which definitely goes back to family and how we also always have to serve. But we will get into that later. What was your turning point that made you learn to embrace selfishness? Ooh, I think for me, it's still a work in progress <laughs> because I am such a people pleaser. If you've seen our second episode, I, I really tend to like other people's needs before my own. But um, shout out to Steph in this podcast <laughs> for teaching <laughs> me how to be a little bit more um, like assertive um, because it wasn't until, like I said, like recently that I found more comfort in my own space. And I also think this pandemic life, um, just because it's made me really like slow things down and kind of like look at the necessary things that I need to focus on. And it's just brought me more closer to terms of like, okay, is this selfish? Is this like self-care? Is like, cause you know, sometimes like people when hear selfish, they think it's like rude. But then when you hear self-care, it's kind of like, oh, that's nice for you. So I feel like those two terms can be seen as interchangeable at times. Um, and everyone has a different way of dealing with selfishness. So I think that it wasn't until now that I've come into terms of just being able to see that as a positive and necessary aspect in my life um, for just wanting those around me to give me good vibes and not necessarily think like it's a bad thing to be like, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it wasn't until now and it's still a work in progress, but this not really seeing people has really helped me to be like, okay, who am I like going to be comfortable with after this life? Like After this life, after this ends, oh my gosh, it's been that long. <laughs> uh, so for me, I think that my the turning point where I started um, being a little bit more selfish was in college and um, it was a time that I noticed that people were taking um, like recognition from me and I think that um, I started being a little bit more selfish and just kind of reclaiming my achievements and saying like you know what like this is like, I achieved all of these great things because I am great. I am, I put myself first and, like, nobody else can take that away from me. And so, like, that really snowballed um, into where I am right now. And I think that presently I'm the most selfish I've ever been. Um, not only am I just, like, focusing on myself, but I think, like, my mindset is a lot different. Um, and my mentality is just that, like people will do what they want to do and that has nothing to do with me. And so if I keep remembering that, just remembering that I should just focus on myself because other people are doing, hopefully other people are doing what's best for them as well. And so um, that really helps me be selfish too. I feel like for me, my turning point of when I started becoming selfish, it was kind of like a brat moment at the same time. <laughs> It's so embarrassing, but that literally is the moment that's like at the forefront of my brain. Like I remember um, the summer after eighth grade, this was like maybe July or August, my middle school friend, I feel like first boyfriends aren't real boyfriends, <laughs> not in middle school at least. And I doubt he's listening to this anyway, but I remember vividly like that summer, my middle school boyfriend 
broke up with me over text just because on my little razor flip phone <laughs> i get a text like a flood of text from him and he's like hey i just can't do this anymore you know just like that really dramatic life-changing moment that you go through when you're young <laughs> And it was primarily because like I wasn't allowed to hang out with him or spend time with him. Like it was just at a point in my life where my parents were like, you're too young for that. Like why? So since then, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do what I want. I'm gonna hang out with who I want. I'm gonna make moves even if my parents just don't have to be in the know. Like don't ask, don't tell. Or if they didn't approve. Like I was like, it sucks that one of my good friends like is not in my life anymore because I just couldn't leave the house. Yes, I was like 12 or 13 at that age, at that time in my life. So obedience is a big factor as well. But at that point, I was like, you know, I got to start asking more. Like I got to start communicating more for what I want and what I am, like what chapter of my life I'm in. So that was when I started to become selfish. Eighth grade baby. <laughs> for me, my turning point actually happened really recently. It happened after I graduated from CSUN and so of course after you graduate you're kind of thrown into the world and I honestly did not have a plan until this day I feel a little bit lost and it's been I think three it's gonna be three years since this year and I'm processing that I don't think that I went to university for myself. I think that I went to fulfill my family's wishes and uh, make sure you know that they were happy. And I am the first person in my family to graduate and I'm proud of that and I'm like really happy to have done that for my family. But looking back now, I don't think that it's what I really truly wanted. Um, so that's really hard to deal with because, you know, university is a huge commitment. Like you're committing your life to it for four, five years, maybe six, seven, doesn't matter. Um, but I just feel like now seeing the duality, like I have so much freedom now instead of like worrying about like the 12 assignments due next week or something. Um, so now that I have more freedom, like I'm more able to selfishly pursue myself and I now pretty much only do things that align with my higher self and what I what I believe my purpose is and that goes for people too. So all growing up in collectivist cultures, how do you think that has contributed to your definition of selfishness? I know we touched upon it a little bit earlier, but if you have a little bit to add. Since me and Cher are both like older siblings, um, a lot of that <laughs> has um, played a part on my idea and definition of selfishness. Um, I think that you're kind of like the guinea pig. <laughs> Your parents are trying to learn how to be parents. Um, so eventually you have to help them out, you know, understand like when you're going to college first, when you, you know, like all those big steps, you're kind of guiding them too. And then um, I have like a five year gap between my siblings. So I usually see it as like, I'm leaving a stage and he's entering another stage that I just went through. So a lot of pressure is like, what did you learn from it? Like, did you do the right thing? If you didn't, can you guide them to be the like doing the right thing kind of stuff? And um, there's a lot of pressure. So I feel like with the pressure, it adds to me not being able to be selfish. Like I'm just thinking of the other person. I'm thinking of like their well-being. And sometimes it could be a little hard because 
you like that person would be like whoa hold on like leave me alone like maybe they want to be selfish like leave me alone and you are here like imposing yourself on because you've you're like this parent role um so I think like in that collective collectivist culture and especially if you're an older sibling you can't even think about being selfish I think that's why it's taken me this long to finally be selfish because now he's like older like now he is way past that age where I have to like tend to him and see that everything's fine so now I can finally be selfish but it wasn't until this time that I could actually do that yeah I always think about that too um like was that like what type of parenting like is that a negative or like a positive parenting like to have your like firstborn like bear like kind of like another parental role because that's kind of like what how I felt um that I I took that role and I think that my siblings um, have definitely like expressed that in some type of capacity of like seeking my type of approval and like now that I'm a lot older and all of my siblings um, were really close and I, I try to like talk to them a lot about our relationship and stuff um, and I just think that it's weird that like my siblings really try to get my approval or like my validation when it's just from myself I'm like you do you like I will support you no matter what like I'm gonna be here for you and everything like that but like it's really interesting to see how I don't think for me at least Jamie being an older sibling like I didn't want to be like a parental role I feel like it was something that was kind of forced on me um but I mean, now that I'm older, I'm, re- I'm like unlearning all of those type of um, actions and just trying to really take a backseat, especially in my um, sibling lives, or my siblings lives, because I kind of feel that if they if they look up to me to a certain degree, they're going to like try to follow my direct footsteps. And that's not what I want. I want them to like learn to like live life on their own and like thrive in the ways that they want to instead of like following something that like their eldest sibling like succeeded in or like got approval from their parents you know what I mean and so like I kind of want I'm in this stage of my life where I want to um, encourage other people close to me to like especially practice being selfish too and I know it's hard um, especially in like the family dynamic because I think that I was grown up to be like like Jamie said like don't be selfish, like, always think about your siblings, and, like, all of that type of stuff, but I don't think that, you know, like, we're, we're not going to get any less close, if anything, it's going to bring us closer, you know? Yeah, for me, I feel like as a middle child, I was the black sheep for being selfish at such a young age, like, you know, high school, it's like, oh my god, you're the devil child, I mean, they never told me that, but for sure, you know, I was a pain in the ass for my mother, especially, like, Oof. Like that is a whole other conversation to have, but I was just so looked down upon because I was just going against all the norms that come with being a Filipino child. Like I was doing things that I wanted to do. Like I wouldn't ask, I'd just tell them to let them know. Like definitely more of like the rebellious type, but really it was seen as, oh, why aren't you being obedient to me? Like, why are you doing what you want? It doesn't make sense for someone like you at your age, so so young, like not acting like the perfect daughter. Like it was very, 
much so I was selfish, which means I'm the black sheep and the bad kid. And you know, my younger sister, she learned a lot from me. Like she ended up probably having a lot of pressure to live up to because since I was the bad daughter, she was thinking, oh, I need to be the good daughter. And I mean, she's good. She's good at that. Like she was able to navigate that seamlessly. Yeah, being selfish in a collectivist community is very hard and it can be very ostracizing. Just like all of us, I just feel like there is a huge intersectionality between being a woman and being in a collectivist culture. Um, because like you guys have mentioned, there is this huge pressure to need to feel like you take care, you have to take care of everybody, even though it's like an unspoken expectation. So I would, I, fo I form this like perfectionist attitude where like everything had to be perfect i had to control everything like if things weren't going the way that i wanted to like i would freak out and i noticed that i would have like a lot of anxiety over problems that were not my own and i'm the youngest child so i'd worry about my mom my dad my brother my grandma like and i still do to this day but not as much i'm learning to kind of let go and you know understand that they are living their own lives like they're gonna learn on their own terms even if you know we all have the best intentions in mind it's it's so hard it's hard to uh balance like wanting the best for them but also just like you know keeping your mouth shut and like keeping your hands off all the situations and that's definitely something that i'm learning right now so shay and jamie you're both the older siblings you both identify as women as well do you think that it would be different if you were males because listening to your stories it's interesting because my brother is four years older than i but he looks up to me and I don't know if like that has to do with like me being a woman and so like all that pressure has led me to more quote unquote success according to society. So do you think it'd be different if you were a male? Oh my god, this is such a good question. Honestly, I feel like it would be. Like, um, I feel especially like in a culture, like women just have so much pressure. Like you have to be able to know how to raise a family. You have to be no, and like they take it as like, when you have a sibling, they take it as like, I guess like what your trial run, <laughs> like this is like your free trial. Um, so I feel like, and then you have all this pressure to do so much in the home and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like with the guys, it's more laid back. It's like, oh, okay. Like if, like, you figure it out, like, it's fine kind of idea. So I honestly feel like, yeah, if I were to be a male or if there's, like, it would be really interesting if there was older, like, male siblings that would talk on this. But um, I think I would totally see that it would be a different feeling or a different, I think I would be able to be more selfish at a way more younger age. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I think that I feel I feel like my parents would have had more like hands off approach when it came to like how they I feel like they hovered throughout my whole childhood as like in comparison to my youngest brother. So my brother's the youngest of four. And I don't know if that has anything to do with him being the youngest and me going through everything first handed. Um, but I feel like I don't know, I feel like there'd be a lot of pressure off of my shoulders to be perfect, like quote unquote perfect. I don't think that 
like males in like our culture are expected to really like lead their lives in the way that females do i just think that it's a little unfair for for somebody to like always have that pressure because you're just like expected to be smart be pretty like be everything how am i supposed to fit all of those like cookie cutter molds while being myself you know what i mean so it's kind of impossible it makes it impossible for me at least Mm -hmm. and Steph your brother is older also right yeah he's eight years older than I am and he actually moved here from the Philippines with my parents when he was seven or eight so him it was like very hands-off of an experience being raised by my parents obviously because he was the first born child and he was a male (laughs) Um, however he's definitely disclosed that they could have been more hands-on for him. Like they were very hands-off, like very hands-off. So he, I don't know, he was able to, you know, navigate things on his own and figure things out himself. But there's definitely this aspect of, oh, I wish I was guided more because I didn't know moving to a new, entirely new country. Like all he was focused on was trying to assimilate. So he had to navigate that. And only now I feel like he's able to really be selfish working on himself working on building a family of his own i'm only seeing him like really experience being selfish now um so i think it was different for him growing up for my brother it's interesting that shay said that your younger siblings look to you for approval but i feel like my older brother does that to me just because i've quote unquote done more with my life um which I don't think is true. And I just think that it's just so interesting. What do you do in your life that you consider to be selfish? For me, I think, since I'm still learning, I think just being aware of what makes me comfortable and uncomfortable and being aware of my boundaries and what can I handle in the moment? What can I deal with right now? Um, I think that's like so important to look at if you don't even know where to begin. I think just those simple questions like, can I handle this? What is this comfortable for me? Or am I doing this for me? Or am I doing this to please others and to fit in the group or to be still seen here? Um, I think those three questions, since I'm still in the learning process, has truly helped me find like, my boundaries and be able to stand by those when I need to. Yeah, for me, I I definitely seek other people's approval and how I'm practicing being more selfish is being okay alone, you know, seeking validation for myself. And I think that I'm really trying to just treat myself better, like mentally or even just like Um, Like how I talk to myself and how I treat my body and how um, like buying things for myself. Um, Because if I don't treat myself to a higher regard, then no one else will, you know. And I think that that's something that it relates to being selfish. But it's also something that Jamie said, like self-love too. So I think that's just like the highest form of self-love is just being selfish. I practice being selfish by always being like or trying to be an open communicator. You know, I feel like growing up, my older brother always said, you know, if you don't ask, we won't know. I think he learned that by experience. Closed mouths don't get fed. So if you're not asking, you can't expect to be helped. So I try to openly communicate, you know, my emotions, my expectations, what I need, what I need help in. Um, I just try to 
always ask for help. That's a really good one. It's funny though because I feel like I'm the one that always asks for help, but then my family is scared to ask me for help. And it's just weird to see like the two sides because I'm like, you can do what I'm doing, just mirror what I'm doing. But since I'm so like vocal, I think that scares them. But then I also that I also think that ties back to being an Asian American woman because they don't expect that from me. But uh, what I consider selfish is basically everything I do in my life that I do not tell people about. Just like Shay, I'm a people pleaser, and I know myself well enough to know that like if I tell someone something and they have an opinion about it, I get easily swayed. So you know that's how I ended up going to college. I'm just kidding. That's not- <laughs> but- <laughs> partially. You're like partially maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I I know something is for myself and I'm being selfish if I'm not telling someone about something, but I do it and it feels good. How does it feel for you when you engage in selfish acts? I think in the beginning, like young me (laughs) would definitely say that it feels really weird and I feel guilty. Um, And it's sad that you feel guilty for something that helps your own self. Like that sounds really weird saying that. And it's crazy how many people actually do that. But I think that, yeah, I just felt really guilty and weird because that's not, is that how it's supposed to be done? Is that fine? Um, But I think now I'm just like accepting of it. And I feel like those that support me and those that are true homies will will totally not make me feel bad about that. They're going to be, like, reassuring, be like, girl, like, that's fine. (laughs) So then that reassurance also helps, like, me feel like, oh, okay, like, no, like, I'm not crazy. Like, this is not weird. It's totally fine. Yeah, I think, like me, or like me, like Jamie, I definitely had those times where I felt guilty. Um, Especially now that I, when, like, what Dree said about having your family be scared of you almost, I feel like I've recently, like, set some type of boundary, and it was a little off-putting for, like, my parents to receive that type of feedback. Um, For example, I just said, hey, if you want to come over, just let me know in advance. Like, I probably have things um, planned out or whatever but just like let me know in advance if you want to come over and that's totally fine and at first they were just kind of like standoffish like why can't we come over like are you hiding something you know what I mean it's kind of like taken negatively by them and I kind of feel like even now I think that they're trying to respect my boundaries but it's kind of used in like a joking way like oh make sure you tell like my mom will be talking to my sister make sure you tell your sister beforehand if we can come over and I'm like ha 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 but for real like yeah that's what you should do (laughs) so it's all a learning process for everything but I think it just sets me up for or sets us all up for like a more healthier relationship with each other you know like um, I'm really trying to practice setting boundaries um, in all places of my life, not with just with my family. And I hope that they're doing the same thing, too. So, I mean, like, I, if as much as I want to be vocal about setting boundaries, I hope that they, like, put those into practice and realize, like, hey, it's not a bad thing. Because it really does feel so good to just, like, feel that you have, you could t- take control of certain aspects of your life, you know? And you don't have to be a people pleaser. You don't have to be a pushover. And these are all things that I'm still trying to learn. But I think with like 
setting those boundaries and being more selfish overall will really like get me there. I think it's definitely an interesting thing, like seeing your parents start to navigate what boundaries you're setting. <laughs> For me, I feel like growing up, I I was very bratty, brattily selfish. So I wouldn't really feel guilty about it because I was like, you know what, this is my life. Like, I don't know what was up with me, but I was like, this is my life. Like, I'm happy. But then, like on the ladder, I would like also be like, why do my parents not approve of me? Like, why do they always say I'm doing the wrong thing? All that stuff. Like, it was it was like a double-edged sword, I guess you can say. So it's like one side I was not, I didn't really care. But the other side I was like, wait, but am I really being a bad daughter? So navigating that was tough. But we made it. We made it. I had a great life. I'm still having a great life, but... It's definitely something that we're trying to cope with too. Like just that disapproval. That's a big no-no in an Asian culture. Like just being disapproved. Yeah, I used to be like that too definitely. where I was just like not telling my parents. And where is this one mm-hmm. point in my life when like someone put me in check and they were like, why are you going to lie about this? Just tell them you're going to go out. And I'm like, why don't I just tell them I'm going to go out? <laughs> you know? And I was like, it's like, it's about time that I should just like stop trying to hide things from my parents. Let me just be honest. Like, let me go over there. <laughs> What's the worst they could do? Like, I'm already in Northridge. <laughs> when I do things that are selfish, um, it's usually when I'm alone. Even if it's like the slightest things, like Shay said, um, a lot of it is learning how to be alone. And sometimes, like, I'll just be in my bed, like, chilling, like, candles lit. I got my tea or my wine or my tequila. I don't know, water sometimes. You know, just, like, watching whatever I want, just, like, chilling. And then my friend might ask me, like, hey, like, do you want to go eat? And I'll be like, no, I'm busy. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm I'm busy, sorry. Um, But yeah, it just feels really good to be able to be selfish. But I think it feels even better when the other party respects that. And I feel like there's not enough of that in our culture. Um, Going back to what a lot of us said, our families are either like scared of us or they think we're being disrespectful. And um, I think Steph commented on what Shay was saying, like, our parents navigating our boundaries now like it must be very confusing for them because you know maybe they grew up not being able to set these boundaries or be selfish because you know their parents are definitely more ingrained in the collectivist culture that we grew up in because they're closer to the homeland like they lived there in a more recent time than we have Um, so it's just really interesting but I definitely have felt guilt and then that guilt is also followed by just them feeling scared of me and I'm like I don't understand why you have to feel scared of me when I do what I want to do because then it makes me not want to do what I want to do and it's like is that the life that I'm supposed to live and I feel like it's always a really big conflict between growing up in a collectivist culture and then also growing up in the individualistic culture of America So it's very conflicting. Um, So the next questions are basically what tips do you have for people who are learning to engage in selfish behavior? And I think a really good starting point because we've all mentioned it is boundaries. So how do you set boundaries with other people or how have you set boundaries? For me, like I said, like before, I kind of like 
ask myself these questions. Like, how are you feeling right now? Like, are you doing this for yourself? Is this something you need right now? Are you capable of being, like, present, you know? And if your answers are no or you're doubting it, then that should be, like, a telling sign of what you really feel, but you're kind of scared to feel, probably. Um, And I think for me, since I'm still navigating, I like being honest. Like, sometimes your friends might think, like, oh, my God, like, stop flaking on us. You keep saying no. But I think you don't have to give, like, a crazy explanation about your life if you don't want to. But I think it's great to just be able to be like, I'm sorry, I'm not like, I'm not at a mental capacity right now. Like, I can't do this right now. And I think, like I've said, like, your, your true friends will honestly, like, not, now they're in the know. Like, now, what are they going to be so defensive about? Like, at least you're being honest and being like, I just can't. Like, um, so I think that's like, really good steps to just be able to figure out those boundaries and how people respond can truly tell you like, you know, like, why are you being so defensive if this is about me? Like, shouldn't you be, like, caring about, like, where I'm feeling and being respectful of my boundaries, you know? Because um, I had an incident recently where I basically told someone my boundaries and they completely disregarded them. And I was shocked. Like, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm so confused. Like, And I can only imagine how many people might finally take that step of like, okay, I'm going to set this boundary and completely just be like looked over like, no, like, I'm sorry, no. Or they might take it like scared that you're going to do something or scared that you're not in the right mindset. But in actuality, it's like, no, I am in the right mindset. I just really need my time. That's literally it. Like there's no read in between the lines. Um, So I think honest honesty and asking yourself and really feeling out how you feel can truly be one of the first steps that you can take um, to learn what's your boundaries and and keep practicing them too. Yeah, I just want to reiterate like everything that Jamie said, just like communicating your needs and your wants, like what's going to help you feel happy at the end of the day, like what's going to relieve you of stress, um, unnecessary stress at that. You know, like, if it's something that's totally preventable, like, why not just let them know? And if it's something that isn't well-received, then maybe, like, I would take a moment to, like, reflect on that and be like, um, is there a better way that I could phrase that? Or is there, like, baby steps to achieve, like, what will really, like, help myself and the other person in this, like, two-way relationship? Or do I need to just cut things out because there's, like, too much, too many boundaries, too much toxicity and negativity, like, I don't need this in my life. And that's totally fine, too. You know, if something doesn't serve you anymore, if it's not bringing you happiness, if it's not bringing you to your highest self, then that needs to go. Yeah, wow. How do I follow that, Shay? (laughs) Literally, like, (laughs) setting boundaries and being selfish is such a great way to take control of your own life. Like, you're the one living it. And like Shay said, like, what you ingest, it's not just, like, the food that you eat. It's, you know, the environment that you put yourself in, the people you surround yourself with, what you read or watch. Literally everything comes into play. And you know, just prioritize your needs. Like other people, like the right people will wait or work with you. Like those who criticize you for setting a boundary or are just consistently trying to 
overshadow what you've shared you aren't comfortable with, those aren't the right people. And maybe they need to do some inwards thinking and inwards reassessing, but as long as you prioritize your needs, life will get so much better. They'll work with you. The right people will work with you. The right people will not make you have to explain yourself. If you feel like you always have to explain yourself to people, then you're not with the right people. Because just like everybody else said, like if you are surrounded by the right people, they'll understand you. You won't have to give an explanation. They won't make you feel bad. They won't ask you like probing questions. And you know, I feel like we've all been on both sides of the spectrum because it definitely is a learning process throughout life. And so how have you, have you seen anyone in your life differently after learning to be selfish? Mm, um, I think, well, depending on like the spectrum, I think it's very inspiring when I find someone that knows how to be completely assertive and completely talking about their boundaries because there's like no secrets there's no nothing behind like closed doors or anything like you know this is what the person's feeling and this is what they need so I think why not be supportive of that and just let them be who they are and I think that's just really inspiring because since it's taken me a long time to be selfish um it allows me like steps on like, oh, okay, like it's not a bad thing to just be honest and be like, this is just where I'm at right now. And I'm such a sorry person. I'm always like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I think, I think when I can finally not say like five sorries and keep it to like a one sorry or like a, I'm just not in the right mindset. I think that's a very inspirational move for myself. And I just feel inspired to learn how to really navigate it better. Yeah, I've definitely noticed um, when people come to me and, like, I'm identifying, like, the lack of, like, boundaries set, I notice it, like, right away. And all the time, like, my answer is, have you communicated that? Like, have you talked to them? And it's usually, like, no. And it's it's totally fine. If that's not something you're you're used to doing, if that's not something, like, you know, like, it, it comes easy the more you practice it, right? And so, like, if you're not used to doing that, of course, it's going to be totally new. But every, like, 99% of the time, I'm just, like, most of these issues would be solved if you just communicate, like, how you're feeling and communicate your boundaries, you know? And then you'll get your answer. And if it's going to go your way or the highway, you know what I mean? Like, and then you could see, like, where your effort goes like do you need to keep on trying or do you need to like just step step back from this situation and so it's really helped me like being selfish has really helped me identify um like areas where not only myself but other people can like improve on like setting their own boundaries and hopefully like encourage them to do that too yeah closed mouths don't get fed i'm gonna drill it in everyone's head if you won't ask you won't receive (laughs) So you can't be unhappy with what you get if you're not asking. And that sounds quite harsh, but like, I mean, I had to learn that the hard way. And I don't know, the moment I started being selfish, it's like, wow, thank God that I'm consistently being surrounded by the right people I need around me because those who aren't good for me will just be shunned away by how openly vulnerable I am and how openly communicative I am. And not a lot of people can have that conversation, but it's a good thing. Like I'm setting myself up for success by doing that. And 
the right people will flock. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Boundaries are tough when the other person takes everything personally. And so after learning how to be selfish, I learned not to take everything personally. Like this world is not about you. Like we are all living in our own separate subjective worlds. So what this person does has nothing to do with you. No matter how affected you feel by it, it has nothing to do with you. So I feel like learning how to be selfish, I kind of just learned to stop taking things personally, take myself out of my own head, out of my own mind, understand that, you know, everyone's going through their own thing. I don't know everything the person is going through and they do not have to tell me either. You know, we all deal with life different ways and whether or not they want to explain themselves is fine, but nobody owes you an explanation. So just like Shay said, is it, do you put in the effort to keep going or do you step back? So it's just been a huge learning experience to learn how to step back and just leave people alone and then keep going my own way. Um, I think a specific instance though in my own life um, is my mom because she left my dad and like she had infidelity and stuff. And of course, like in the first few years, I was angry like I was so mad like how could you split up the family how could you do this to my dad like all of this stuff but um, processing everything later on I'm like you left because you weren't happy and so my mom had to learn how to be selfish and she was and now she is in a really happy place she's in a better place and you know growing up with an example like that it's really taught me that being selfish is really hard especially as a mom in a collectivist culture you know you have to take care of everything um divorce is definitely looked down upon and so for her to still go through with everything to pursue her own happiness like that's incredible it must have been really tough so you know it's it's cool that i get to live with my mom and my grandma also because they're both really strong women but yeah, I definitely looked at her differently growing up. What tips do you have for people that create boundaries, but then other people don't respect them? Do you do you just ghost them? Or are we addressing them? You know, like after learning how to be selfish, I look at ghosting differently because it's like, I don't want to put my energy into this anymore. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to block you. Like I thought before that like blocking people was like, oh, you're being so childish. Like, come on, you know, but it's, it's not like that anymore. It's like, I understand you need to preserve your energy, give it to the right people. You don't need to worry. Blocking is a blessing in itself because it's like you get to stay in your own lane unbothered and yeah, sure, I'm creating a bubble, but am I happy? Yeah, like why does that bother you? And if you take my blocking personally, like go be mad by yourself. <laughs> that has nothing to do with me. Yeah, because it, it really is like ugh, it, it and it's so necessary like, I don't understand why people would take it so personally. Especially with social media. Like, everything is so intertwined. Like, if you hate your social media feed, maybe it's because you're not setting the right boundaries there, too. Like, you got to set it everywhere. If you want to block somebody, fine. If you want to unfollow, remove them from your following, fine. Go ahead. I mean, to answer your question, Drew, I do all of the above. <laughs> 
I will share with them like look I feel like this friendship just isn't going the way that it should be and it feels very unhealthy so I want you to work on yourself and then you know maybe we can reconnect in the future once you have your things set up straight and maybe I'll look inwards too and you know those people just don't come back in my life but do I care honestly no it's like phew a load is off my shoulders and that sounds so harsh but again it's like take me or leave me <laughs> that that is just my motto and it sounds rude but maybe to some it is but to me it's like I'm happy I'm like singing here <laughs> yeah I feel the same way like I I like being able to at least give them a chance you know and just be like like Shay has mentioned like have I communicated correctly efficiently that they kind of know what I'm saying because obviously I don't want it to be a mystery so they'd be like oh like this girl you know she just like was like bye so I'd rather be like no I'm gonna tell you and then I'll leave like <laughs> I'll tell you at least so then you won't be like why like I'm gonna be like did you not read the last message because it says it there <laughs> and then I'll just be like then I'll be like yeah yes debriefing <laughs> they teach you this all the time you gotta tell people so like yeah I I tell them at least and if it keeps going to the same thing. It's like, okay, I'm not going to go in circles anymore. At least you know, I told you. And that's when I will go to the, it's not extreme, but that's when I'll go to like unfollow or that's when I'll go to block you because it's like, okay, I was clear with you. I gave you a shot and I said, restated it in a better form, I guess. And if you just seem to just be like going over your head, then obviously you don't want to meet in the middle at all. So yeah. I just experienced the beauty of the mute button on Twitter. I don't know why I've never used it before, but like you can not have someone on your feed, but still be following them. So they don't know that you don't follow them. So I, it was so crazy. Just that one action of muting someone. I like my anxiety and stress has been so low. I don't think about them. Like I don't worry about them. And I'm like, wow, that is so fucking cool. Our parents didn't have to worry about social media and like seeing all of that. So, you know, it's, it's it's definitely a different world. So to round things off, what is your last piece of advice for our viewers to embrace selfishness? I would say do what's best for you. You know yourself and you know how you're feeling in the moment. You know what you want or sometimes you're, you're trying to figure out what you want, but you know yourself best. So I would say do what's best for you because um, that will really help you set those boundaries that will help you figure out the people you want in your corner. So think about yourself. For me, don't apologize for saying no. And I will repeat this quote, people will do what they want to do and that has nothing to do with you. So take that as you will. Prioritize you, yourself, and you alone. <laughs> and take that as you must, but incorporate other necessary parts of your life but make sure you're at the top of that list mom would be learn how to separate others emotions from your own and that's that <laughs> so thank you all for tuning in i hope our stories provided validation motivation and insight into your own pursuits of selfishness remember to rate share our podcast and follow us at modern mara next on instagram until next time, bye. Bye. Leave us five bye stars. Bye. <laughs>